0: This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www. Speak English with Tiffanyacademy.com Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Now in today's episode, you are going to learn a lot about mastering your English reading skills. That's right, teacher Julie and I discuss all about ways you can improve your reading ways you can understand more of what you're reading, and so much more about English reading skills. And I know this episode is gonna help you a lot. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. That's right, weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms, that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions. When I say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet, trust me, I'm not lying. This is something you need if you want to truly speak English fluently and sound like a native English speaker. So again, you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today. Remember the words and expressions will be heard in this episode and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, are you ready for this episode? Well, then, let's jump right into today's episode. Hey Julie, how are you? I am great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good too. Good to see you again. Um, you today. Too you. Today uh, we're going to be talking about reading. Uh, It's a topic that I think for those listening, um, it's kind of a topic that I'm sure they thought about a lot because as an English learner, you have to read a lot in order to improve your English speaking skills. Um, But there are some questions that I kind of want us to go over to talk about and discuss that hopefully after this episode, students will understand the importance of reading and also get some tips that can help them read better, Um, read some English articles or books better. So uh, let's start it. Let's get started. Jump right in. Uh, number one, how important are reading skills when it comes to improving your English? What do you think?
1: Um, I think that reading skills are extremely important when it comes to improving your English uh, because reading, I would say, is not an isolated skill or an isolated thing. Mm. Um, I think that from reading, you can also learn vocabulary. You can get real examples of grammar. Um, you can practice your spelling. It will help you as well with your writing. So I think that reading is 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 essential. It's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to improve your overall language. Like, of course, there are people who can just speak and not read um, in a lot of different languages. But I'm just talking about for you guys, if you want to improve your English overall, not only be able to speak, then I think uh, reading is extremely
0: important. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I guess to answer this one, uh, because, again, I feel the same way about the importance of reading. I was thinking about when I was learning Korean and I got to the point where I was at kind of like the intermediate slash advanced level. And again, most of our listeners are kind of at that level um, in their English journey, English learning journey. I realized the power of reading. I started reading some articles, again, just about something I was interested in, uh, just for fun, like there wasn't studying for a test, but I started reading more. And I found that when I went to speak, I wasn't fumbling. I wasn't looking for my words, like they just naturally came out. And then when I did have to take an exam, I found myself being able to write a lot faster and being able to use certain patterns that I had never used before, all because I had read an article or read a book that was in Korean and I was just kind of mimicking what I read. So at that point in time, I realized the power of reading. Like it affected my grammar, it affected my thought organization, and it also affected my vocabulary skills. All from doing this one quote unquote action, um, it affected me in those three different ways. So, yeah, I also believe that for English learners, the more you read, the better you'll start speaking. But again, the reading has to be uh, I wasn't reading like technical books or I wasn't reading like Korean books, like uh, Korean grammar or Korean um, language learning books. I really was reading books that had been written in Korean, like novels or articles about real life. So I think um, it's really important to read things that are written in English, but about real life. That really helps a lot, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So you weren't reading textbooks, basically. Mm -mm. You were reading, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, So then what should or shouldn't you read to help improve your English? I feel like we just answered that question, Um, but I don't know if we can give them some kind of uh, examples of things they can read. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I think uh, there's actually there's an endless supply of things that you can read. Um, And now we're lucky that we can access so much material for free. Um, You don't have to go out and buy a book or pay a lot of money for a book if you don't want to. There's an electronics book. There's so many things. Um, So actually, there's a lot that you can read. And I always suggest to people who are just starting to read in English or want to read more in English... I generally suggest um, articles or magazines because they're short. Mm -hmm. So like, this is for people, for you guys, if you have not been reading in English and you're like, okay, I want to start reading more. I think that you shouldn't, I would generally say not to start with um, a thick novel or a long novel, because it's a little bit ambitious for the beginning. And what might end up happening, what usually ends up happening is like people get excited, they go to the store, they buy a book, like, you know, they're, they're feeling good about it and they get home and like read the first page or the first few pages and there's a lot of um, interruptions because they're translating and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's like kind of skipping a lot of steps to just start with a novel and they end up like just putting it aside and forgetting about it and yeah. it just collects dust in the corner and then they never <laughs> forget it. And So like, basically, this comes back to um, being able to see your own progress to motivate yourself. Like if you're reading to improve your English skills, you need to feel like you're doing well, right? So if you get a book, and then you don't finish it, or you can't finish it, you feel like you failed. And then you're like, okay, I can't read in English, which is really not the case. Like, So I generally recommend... um, level appropriate, uh, shorter texts. So blog articles are great. Magazine articles are great. Online posts are amazing. Like all of these things are first of all, they're useful, they're short, so you can finish them. And even yeah. if you have to reread them a couple times, at the end of the day, like if you spent one hour, two hours reading, you finished something and you're like, okay, great. You know, I haven't read anything. And now today, I've read two articles, instead yeah. of like, I bought this book and wasted my money, and it's sitting in the <laughs> corner. So um, I would say to start off with shorter text. But yeah, articles are great. But there's. Um, there's also audiobooks, which you can yeah. listen and read at the same time, which are amazing. Um, there's so many things. And I would say, like, whatever you're reading now, just read it in English. Like, even if you're reading, for example, a recipe, okay, like, try to read it in English and then go back and, you know, double check it to make sure you got yeah. it right. But if you're reading a recipe anyway, then just read it in English.
0: And yeah. then, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's really good. I was gonna talk about blogs, and then you said blog, and I was like, Well, I guess that's not my answer anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It was great, it was great. Um, so I'll just add a short uh comment. Uh, with the blogs, I was gonna say make sure they're about something you're interested in, because you can kind of fall into the same trap if you just read any blog you come upon and you're not interested in that topic, but if you find, again, let's say for example, you're interested in technology or you're interested in art or you're interested in cooking, as you mentioned, recipes, find blog posts about those topics. And then what happens is you're already interested from the very beginning. So you'll read kind of, and have more attention. Like you'll be, it'll grab your attention even before you start because you're already interested in the topic. So reading blog posts, again, as you mentioned, Julie, they're shorter, like they're shorter than a novel. So it's easier to kind of, Uh, take all of the information in, but make sure they're about something you're already interested in because that will make a big difference. So that's kind of the only thing I wanted to add to that. Yeah. I I think
1: that, that, I think this is a downfall of a lot of people when it comes to reading is that uh, reading becomes almost a chore or an obligation. And it's like, I have to read, I have to read this book. And you don't really have to do anything. So if you're trying to improve, of course, choose something that you like and something that's um, like level appropriate because the question was what we should and shouldn't read. And I've also had a lot of um, my students say that they read kids' books with their kids um, or picture books or storybooks because their kids have them. And um, I think that... It's nice to do with your kids, but it's not necessarily gonna help you. Like, if you're a very low level, it will help you still with pronunciation and words and everything. But the content and even the vocabulary, you're not necessarily gonna use it. And the sentence structure is so simple, so it's not really helping you. Um, I know that it's like, oh, this is easy and I'm reading, but. I think that if you're not a child, reading children's books with your kids is absolutely lovely and sweet, but I don't think that it um, will necessarily help you to progress with your reading skills in
0: English. That was very well said. Um, <laughs> I can tell you're trying to get out like, just trying to give you guys advice. So yeah, read <laughs> level appropriate books. Yes, I agree, I agree. It's not gonna really help you with your grammar to read a children's book um, per se if you are intermediate or an advanced level learner. Um, I agree. Um, So then that kind of goes back to the next question. It connects to the next question. We're talking about things they should and shouldn't read. Then how long should they spend reading? Like what advice can we give to them about the length of time that a student should read? And I guess I'll kind of give my thoughts on this one first and then I'll hand it over to you. Mm -hmm. Um, This all depends on the amount of time you have. And I say that because you don't want any part of your English like learning journey to be stressful. Again, there are gonna be points in time when you have to learn things that are difficult and challenging. But if you associate um, stress or boredom with a certain task, you're not gonna look forward to doing it. So if you set a time, like for example, let's say you have an hour to two hours in the evening after you get home from work and after you eat dinner with your family to just kind of relax. Well, do you really want to spend that entire two hour period studying English or reading? You may, if you do enjoy reading, then do that. But if it's not your favorite activity, then say, okay, you know what? I'll take maybe 25% of my time or even 10%. Maybe you'll take about eh, maybe 30 minutes or maybe for those that don't want to spend that long, maybe 10 minutes to read something, but set a specific time and then do that every day. Consistency is actually more important than the length of time you do something one time. It's really more about doing something on a regular basis for a set time that you've already set. So how long should you spend reading? Again, it's based on the amount of time you have available. If you have a longer period of time, then read for that period of time. If you don't, it's all right. 10 minutes a day will equal 70 minutes after a seven day period. So it'll add up over time. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that.
1: Yeah, um, I was going to say that there isn't a set amount of time that I would say for everyone to read. So not everyone can read for 30 minutes. Not everyone can read for one hour. And it's not only dependent on the it's it's, of course, heavily dependent on the amount of time that they have available. But I think it's also it also depends on the point where you become tired or frustrated. So, if you are reading and let's say you're reading something difficult, let's say, for example, you're reading um, something technical for work in English and you have to read it. Okay. But you're like, all right, it's in English and I'll practice. And it's hard. Like it's difficult. It's okay to take a break and to set a schedule for yourself. Like what you said, Tiffany, consistency is key. So, it's okay if you don't um, read for one hour a day or two hours a day or however long, like even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but you're doing it every day, it's better than nothing. And um, I think that don't push yourself to the point of exhaustion, where you end up like resenting reading and you you hate it and you like associate reading with or reading in things in English with like stress and frustration, like that's not what your goal is. Um, so yeah, I, I actually give all of my students individually different times based on their ability, based on their schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, like, like you said, if let's say that you have a family, obviously you have less time. If you're single and you have all your time to yourself, then you can devote a little more time to, Mm -hmm. to studying English, to reading. So I think that you have to be flexible and, um, set a schedule for yourself that works. Mm-hmm. and stick to that.
0: I agree. Good, good one, good ones. Hopefully this is helping you guys. I feel like we're giving you as many gems as we possibly can. Um, let me ask this then. Um, do you think it's a good idea to translate? Now, this is something that I know students have asked a lot about. Is it a good idea to translate what I'm reading? Any thoughts on that? Um. Yes.
1: So I think that when... It, okay, so I think that you should try to get the gist of what you are reading and try to understand the general meaning first and read kind of without stopping, like scan the text and skim the text. And these are reading skills. Um, like we talked about uh, listening skills, how there are specific types of listening skills. And it's the same with um, with reading. So sometimes you need specific details. And sometimes you need accuracy and sometimes you don't. So if you're reading, let's say a blog post or um, something that's just for fun and you're just reading it because it's not necessary to translate things that you don't understand, like rather you should try to make a habit of predicting the meaning in context, which is a reading skill. Okay, Um, and I think that's more important, like understanding the general meaning. However, if it's something that you really do need to understand, let's say it's for work, let's say it's uh, instructions for something, then if you need to translate and stop and translate because the content is really important, then of course it's okay. I also think that if you really, really need to translate, translating should be a last resort, not a first option. Mm -hmm. Um, So try to understand, make an effort first and i always say like circle or highlight the words you don't understand and just come back later Mm -hmm. um because what you're doing is if you stop to translate you're interrupting your thought process and you're interrupting your brain your brain is like reading in english okay stop switch back to my language okay stop switch back to the text what was i reading again and then you reread it and it takes ages um so yeah i think it depends on the situation, but generally try to read without translating at least the first time. Mm -hmm. And then it's okay to go back and translate.
0: Yeah. I think to add to that, um, something that I think is dangerous is when students take an entire section of say an article they're reading or a blog post or whatever, they enter it into Google translate and it spits out like the meaning or the text in their language. Again, we're speaking specifically to students who are intermediate or an advanced level. In the beginning, there are some times when you need to actually do that. But for the intermediate level learner or the advanced level learner, I actually think this is a little bit dangerous because what happens is it basically takes away the process that your brain goes through to make certain connections, like certain patterns your brain will recognize when it looks at the language you're learning. When you immediately take all of that and put it into the Google translate function, like the app or whatever, you're taking away all of that process. So I think it's actually dangerous to translate an entire paragraph of text. Um, However, if you're just looking for a certain word that you don't know, I think it's okay. But you have to remember that as you're learning English, your brain is more amazing than you realize. And even though you think you don't understand something when you look at it your brain is still in the process of making certain connections. So later on, the more you see, um, like say a television program and people using that word or that phrase or that pattern, the easier it will be for you to start using it. So you don't understand, you think you don't understand it, but you're already in the process of understanding something. So you don't want to hinder that process by immediately translating something. So I think it's very important to not translate entire paragraphs instead try to look at something, see the individual words. If you really don't understand them, then look up the word. Um, But not translating an entire paragraph, I think is uh, very important to remember.
1: And I think that, um, like you said, translating entire passages and entire paragraphs can be counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And your goal is to understand. And then you end up um, basically understanding the text incorrectly because the translation is incorrect and one more thing to keep in mind is like I think it is okay to translate individual words um specifically like objects things whatever but when it comes to idioms expressions they don't translate literally um so you can't just translate large passages of text because it 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 just doesn't work so Translation is is a powerful tool and I think that there's a place for it and sometimes it's absolutely necessary. I'm not saying don't do it ever, uh, but don't become uh, over dependent or too dependent on on translating and don't let it be like, you know, the first thing that you run to if you don't know something, like don't panic. So th- I think that breaking the habit of translating um, automatically is uh, is a good
0: thing to do. I agree. Good point. Good point. Um, all right, then what about the student that says, I don't like reading. Like, I don't like reading at all (laughs) in my own (laughs) language, (laughs) how (laughs) there are some students that say they're like, I really don't like reading, but we, you and you and I, Mm -hmm. we know the importance of reading and how it affects your English language journey. How would you respond to a student that says, I don't like reading?
1: Mm -hmm. um I think that that's I first of all I would say fair enough um if you don't like reading like when I was growing up I didn't like reading very much especially when I was forced to read things for school like I didn't finish a majority of the novels we had to read for school like I just didn't finish them I tried to finish them but I just didn't. And we used to have like the Coles notes or the short notes that you could read. And I would just read those because I just didn't want to read it. Um, so to people who don't like reading, I would say that you don't have to overdo the reading. But the things that you already have to read in your daily life, just read them in English. Um so and focus more on your other skills, but reading isn't something you can escape, like you still have to read. So for example, like you read the things on your phone, you read the things on your computer screen, like just change these things to English, like change your phone to English, change your computer settings to English. Um, when you're reading, for example, like I said, instructions, recipes, um, documents that you need to just read those things in English as a start. Um, And you could also just read for a few minutes a day. But again, necessary things or important things or things you like or things you need to know. Uh, If you're reading the news, just read it in English. Again, you don't have to run out and buy a whole bunch of books, but you have to read in your daily life anyway. So just do it in English. (laughs) That's what I would say.
0: Yeah. For this one, I would answer from a personal experience um, because growing up so... Art was my thing. Like I liked art, science, and math. Like I liked those things. I, I did well in school, but I liked those three subjects the most. And English was not my favorite. Um, so my go-to was not reading books either. Um, my sister, on the other hand, loved to read. So like her punishments would be like taking away her phone and like you know maybe a book or something. My punishment would be no TV. Like they never even thought about saying you can't read a book. I'm like okay, I'm fine. Like that's not really a punishment. Um, however. As I got older, I realized that it wasn't that I disliked reading per se. It's just that I wasn't interested enough in the books that I was presented with. Like, I didn't really care about those topics. Like, again, if I had to read something for school, I would read it. But now as an adult woman, I do have books that I read. I do have sites that I go to on a regular basis, but they're about business. They're about entrepreneurship. They're about art. Um, And it's because I'm interested in those things. When I do have to read certain things or books, I don't see it as a chore because I'm already interested in the topic. So for a student that would ask this question, what if I don't like reading? I don't think that it's you don't per se like reading. It's just that the things you're being presented with are not interesting to you. Like if somebody presents you with something that's interesting, you may be more susceptible to actually read it. Now, You may not want to read something long, like you may not want to read a 500 page book on your interest, but I don't Mm -hmm. think the issue is, um, reading. I think it's mainly with it not being about your interest. And again, for me personally, I've realized that as I've gotten older, if it's about a topic I like, I'll read it. So I think that'll help those. It was,
1: it was the same for me. It wasn't that I didn't like reading. It was that I was just being forced to read things that I didn't enjoy um and English was actually art and English were my strongest subjects I just didn't like reading like I liked writing and other aspects of English Mm -hmm. um but yeah reading but it it was like you said it's exactly what you said that it's not a matter of I don't like reading it's just I don't like reading this specific thing
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm not reading that (laughs) I remember one of my punishments was I had to read this book (laughs) I honestly remember it like it was yesterday it was a good book about Now that I'm older, it was a good book about a guy who became a doctor or whatever. But my punishment was I had to read the book and I was like, this is the worst. So, yeah. So hopefully (laughs) hopefully, uh, this episode helped you guys a lot. Um, Reading is very important, but it's also important to read things that you're interested in. So Julie, thank you so much for all of your tips and your comments, really appreciate you. Thank you. All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the Weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.